0: Hello everyone and welcome again to my podcast, A Journey of a Boarding Data Scientist with Joshua Matthew. Yeah, I've had a long week as usual and it's so exciting to be here again to share with you guys what I have learned and to continue our journey with Python for data scientists. I will be talking about the data structures in Python. But for today, I'll be focusing on one part of the data structure and subsequently, we'll be having more episodes on other parts of the data structure. So with no further ado, let's dive right in. All right, data structures are objects, at least they refers to objects that can hold some data together, like a the, the, like the collection. data so they're used to store a collection of related objects just like having a bag for instance and maybe one bag is for storing shoes another bag is for shirts other bag is for trousers or another bag is for skirts and you have various kinds of bags for various kinds of objects that you'll be storing right so it's just like a collection of related objects and it could be like a to-do list for instance on a to-do list all you have are functions that are meant to be performed in a day or week or within a specified time frame uh, or it can be like a dictionary like a user detail dictionary like that tells you the name of a user the the house address like a biodata so that's what we refer to as a dictionary anything that has a like Two sides to the coin, right? Like you have name, Joshua, age, unknown, and stuff. So that's like a dictionary, just like your actual lexicon, which is your dictionary, where you have uh, a noun and you have the definition of a noun. So that's how it is. Everything is defined in a dictionary. So these are data structures spans all of those entry um, and complexities because you have various kinds of data structures for various purposes and they are all unique in their own ways. Now the types of data structures that we'll be looking at in Python are list, tuples, dictionary and set. List, tuple, Dictionary and set. And for this very episode, I'll be talking heavily on lists. Subsequent episodes will be covering tuple, dictionary, then we'll look at set. All right. Now, for list, like as the name implies, this is a type of a container or a bag, like I've used earlier, and is used to store multiple data sets they are like arrays but they do so much more than an array if you are familiar with array in java programming language or not when you say you have an array of flowers or an array of plates or something that's how a list is like you have things that have been displayed in the open and collected together but they do so much more in fact i think list is one of the most flexible uh um, data structure in python because you can collect objects of different types in a list remember we talked about type you can have string you can have boolean you can have integer you can have any kind of data type in a list and it is fine with it it's just like the one size fits all bag that you can have your makeup kit in you can have a shoe in there or just like your um yeah like let's let, let's just go by the ladies bag right you can have your makeup kit you have a book in there everything that a lady needs to have a stress-free day is usually in their bag thing and guys too so that's what a list is unlike when you have a tool kit a tool kit comprises sp- specifically of tools you can't put a hamburger in a toolkit right so lists are that flexible that it can encompass all sorts of data types So we're talking about how lists are represented in Python you see them in square brackets Once you declare a variable and you assign to it a square bracket you have created a list it is that simple right with each element having a distinct position in that list, you're able to specify what index that particular element has because you're giving them a distinct position and you separate it by a comma the comma tells that okay this element is here that is one compartment in this bag the next thing with a comma another thing the comma ends it and your comma just segments that's like giving you pockets in the bag telling each Element to have their own unique position, and this is because you don't want a disorganized bag or a disorganized list. You want to be able to say, Okay, I need a pen, so I go to pocket 5 and pick up a pen. You don't want to go to pocket 5 and pick up a razor blade, right? So, you have to specify each element's unique position by using a comma. We call those positions index, right? and it always starts at zero. So for the indices of a list collection of objects, it starts from zero. So if you have seven items, you are not going to say, you want to pick the seventh item at index seven. You have to consider that the first item is at index zero. And so you count from zero to six. That's how it plays out. Now because lists are of type iterable you can run loops on them. Remember we talked about loops last in our last episode. You can run a loop on them that a for loop, a while loop and that means you can say okay I want to get every item out in my in my bag. So I'll just keep checking each pocket. And so you run a for loop to check each pocket and bring out everything that's there. And not only if you want to bring out everything in your pocket, it could be that you are looking for a particular item that you wish to work with. And just like you would run a for loop with conditions, you can set conditions for lists as well, such that as you are checking through pockets, the first occurrence of maybe a $1 bill or a one nair bill is Going to twat or terminate the loop So you keep checking each pocket until you find that money and once you do you end the loop and return that value that you have found. So the, the list is very flexible in that manner and there are ways where you just in the square bracket run the for loop. It's very efficient. It's good for code coherence and gives you a better performance when you run your for loops in the list itself, not running the for loop on the list. I don't know if you get that, but it's just like declaring a bag as a variable of list containing all of the items you have in the bag. Then you create a for loop structure, and in the body of the for loop, you specify what it should do with the bag that is, check each bucket until it finds something but you can as well create a for loop such that it is in the list you create a for loop maybe you want to return everything in that bag into another bag you don't need to put that in the body of a for loop structure you can as well just run the for loop and return it in a new bag so in a square bracket you could say x for X in your old bag right so what it does is just to x now is like a a position holder like a placeholder then it checks for every object in your for loop and returns it into the current list where the for loop is being run so at the end of the day you are saving that list into a variable once you just call on that variable, it will bring you all the items that were in the old bag and you will be able to access them in the new bag. So it's as simple as that and very efficient. Um, so matrices are also known as two-dimensional arrays, you know of course your matrix structure has two-dimensional array kind of um, structure. And like we said earlier, arrays are like lists, only that list can do even way more um, things than arrays can. And so you can implement matrices as nested lists. That is, if you're having a um, 2x3 matrix, it means you're having two lists that has three items each. So that's like saying you have two bags with three items each. So what it does is you keep one bag at the top, which is the first row, you keep the second bag at the bottom, which is the second row. Remember each bag has three items, so you have three columns, so that's a 2 by 3, row by column matrix. So that's how you can create as many uh, matches structure as possible with multi-dimensional lists or nested lists as they are usually called. Now you can also iterate over each indices or coordinates or over the list of lists. You, so you can iterate over the row and column. That means you're going to have nested loops. Such that as it is iterating over the first bag, it stays. It's now iterate like it's just like okay, you have the two by three um, matrix structure. The first bag at the top, the second bag at the bottom. Now, you want to check for something in all two bags. What you do is that you pick the first bag because the bottom line is that your first iteration is to iterate between picking the first bag, pick the second bag and end. The second depth of iteration is that when you pick the first bag during the first iteration, you want to pick the first pocket, second pocket and the third. So you're having a nested loop. So your first loop is to pick the first bag, then the next loop in it is to check through that current bag and go through it as a loop. You now check item 1, item 2, item 3 in all 3 pockets. When you're done, you return it and go to the next bag. So if you have 10 bags you want to go through and they each have 3 items, it means you are going to have an outer loop for 10, an inner loop for 3. Which means for the first iteration for the um, outer loop you go into each pocket that is each of those three pockets the second iteration you go into each of its own three pockets and so on and so forth so now that's how you keep iterating over every element so it's like running through that element by the outer loop and its inner loop it's quite simple and can be very complex at times but it's very efficient Um, The next thing is to consider matrix operations, you can perform matrix operations on your lists of items, so if you are using lists to represent a matrix um, structure, you can perform the same matrix operation as you would in mathematics. So for addition, you just add each corresponding indices or positions of your matrix function or your list. For multiplication, the number of columns for x or A should be equal to the number of rows for y or B. That is, the number of columns for your first axis, um, for your first matrix, should be equal to the number of rows for your second matrix, so that you can perform matrix multiplication. You may want to look into matrix um, matrix operations in mathematics like we earlier mentioned as well or earlier agreed that data science has a lot to do with mathematics linear algebra um, probability and the like so this is where you would be put to test for your knowledge in basic mathematics you can check further about matrices and its operation but exactly the way it is in matrices you can um, replicate the same with list and create an algorithm that delivers the desired function and outcome. Now we have various list methods that can help remove the stress of having to create algorithms over and over again, right? And these are slicing, sorting, appending, searching, inserting, removing of data and you you can as well perform the length function on a list the length function tells you how many items are in that list for slicing it can help you to cut through just like the name implies that okay i want to only consider items from pocket five to six maybe out of seven items you want to consider the last two items so you just say just check from pocket five to six if you know where you may you may not be able to place exactly where that thing you are looking for is but you are telling the person okay go to my bag and check between pocket five and six you should be able to get anything you see there just return them bring them to me I know that what I'm looking for maybe a key is between those two pockets it cannot be in the pocket zero to four so that's list slicing then you have sorting to arrange them in a specific order either you in ascending or descending however you want to arrange them um maybe in utf 8 character um encoding order or something it's all up to you to choose the order for which you want to sort and yeah I think there is a method called sorted so some some method performs a function on a particular object and alters its intrinsic nature while others do not alter it they just create a copy of that particular object we get that um in our subsequent episodes appending appending is when you are adding just like the name implies appending you've had a list now this is where a list is more flexible than an array and yeah than a bad example just like you have a list of seven items and you discover one of the items that had not been earlier included you don't need to create a separate list for it you can just append the earlier created list and this is where you can alter append is one of the functions that alters the native structure of the objects of the list right it's Changes it, it doesn't create a copy of that list and return, it changes the actual list. So it attends, you can insert as right? you can specify um, where you want a particular object, a particular item to be placed. So it's going to be inserted there. And you can as well remove data, you can pop data out right just like popping it out you can remove it later. there's an item from the list you can concatenate lists you can that it means adding more than one list together and what this does is to it doesn't sum them up per se it doesn't sum them up it just elongates or combines I think that's right word. It combines both lists together then uh, lastly you can repeat or duplicate a list by using the asterisk that is the multiplication method and the operator rather you can use the multiplication operator to um, repeat or multiply a list not multiplying the way you think but multiplying the form of duplication so if you have one two three and you put times two behind it it's going to give you one two three one two three you get so that's how lists are being used and they, they have limitless application in data science and you use them a lot especially when you are running data transformation because you need to convert data from one form to the other or you need to change the structure of a data set. something there are a lot of applications for lists in data science and so that's it from me today i do hope you enjoyed the episode and please stay around for the next episode that will be coming in shortly within the week and continue to learn continue to grow so you can lead joshua signing out bye